0: Welcome to the Facing Grief Podcast. The Facing Grief Podcast is a weekly story of dealing with the loss of a spouse. The podcast is a third-person view of a first-person narrative. In each episode, we will present one day of the journey. It is our prayer that you may find some comfort from these stories in your own grief journey there will be stories of the pain, observations on the experience, and the most precious of stories, those stories of an amazing relationship that now strengthens the author as he lives a new life. As we inevitably reach a season of completeness, that season brings with it an interesting reality, the reality of letting go. It is a dreaded cliché, yet something that we will have to face at some point. In today's episode, we will learn of the author's watershed moment. From Volume 8, Lessons, Day 286, this is essay number 14, Lessons of Letting Go. Lessons from Letting Go, written Sunday, May Twenty Fourth, 2020, Day 286, morning. It is nearly one week since the latest wave of change hit. See Volume 8, Essay 13, Lessons of Completeness. As is the case on this journey, the significance of a moment is often lost or unrecognized until the moment is long past. Last week's moment was both significant when it occurred, as well as continuing to be that way as these past days have unfolded. In the back of my mind, there has been this harshness running. It is a small dialogue that goes something like this. You know you really have to just get used to all of this. Stop holding on to everything. It is a message I have resisted, rejected, and have ignored. The reality is that as much as you do not want to hold on to something, whether it is a memory, a person, or a situation, the truth is that when enough time passes, you have no choice but to let go. You have to. Because it is one of those things that we pretend we can do that we really cannot accomplish. Emotions drive that delusion because in the narcotic-like state of emotions comes its own reality, a reality that is part fabrication, part fact, part wishful thinking, part resistance. In this past week, I have had to face the unfaceable. In the realm of the toxic, where I've navigated situations, memories, and artifacts that invoke a strong, intense, disarming emotional onslaught of negative energy, in this past week, there's been a new reality. The toxic has taken a turn to be not so intense. It has been quite a change. And although the exercise has not been easy nor desirable, it seems to have emerged as something else, something I have not seen so far, something necessary. The surprise is that the embracing of the necessary has not been a strictly conscious effort. It is in the background to a degree. It is an aftereffect of taking one step, which then seems to create its own energy, energy that allows me to perform unthinkable tasks. In the intensity department then, this is a new level, one in which the intensity is just not that intense. It is certainly a welcome change. There are elements to it, what you would call an out-of-body experience, nothing dramatic or weird, just a perspective that you see yourself doing something you could not see yourself doing while you are doing it. For me, this has been Joanne's Close. There are, as there always is, a variety of perspectives on how to address the issue. It is always quite easy for the unemotionally involved to declare a course of action for you to take, which you can summarize by the admonition to just do it, while those of us who are deeply immersed in the situation would tell those people to take a hike. In this past week, I realized this was a task that seemed to be portrayed as a task to start and take care of quickly. Some people may be wired to take that approach. I, on the other hand, am not most people. The thought struck me then, I cannot do this all at once, but I can do this differently. Differently to me turns out to be, as you might say, divide and conquer. I reached in the closet each day and just grabbed two things, just two or a few, then taking each item and gently folding it and placing it on the spare bed. The same was true for the dresser, just grab a few things and do the same. By the end of the week, I had a rather substantial group of items. And interestingly, there was not an emotional moment going on as I surveyed the items. Yet in the background, I could feel something going on. I wasn't quite sure what it was. Well, actually, I did know. I was letting go. Gently. Gradually. Painfully. But I was. And so it was when Saturday came. There was a trunk full of items to go. Many clothes as well as many other things that emerged during the week. As I drove away from the donation center, a place she frequented quite regularly as a customer, I felt an incredible mixture of emotions that seemed to cancel each other out. A strange moment one which I may never really come to understand, but what it meant at one level was clear to me. The things I had just donated needed to follow their owner. Their owner is left, kept her appointment with destiny, now in the hands of the one who has her in his care, awaiting her future, the future that awaits all of us in Christ. And now I am helping them to join her, To perhaps do some good for others as she so loved to do in every way she could. I am doing my part for her and for me. It is not just a cleaning exercise. It is so much more. It is letting go of what was so God can take me to what will be. This part of the journey has now begun. Our journey through grief is perplexing, frustrating, and draining. Yet when the first signs of letting go emerge, we begin a new aspect of our journey. And through that pain will come a healing as we honor the past and begin the journey into what will be. Thank you for joining us today on the Facing Grief podcast. Visit our website at essaysongrief.org. To find out more about today's episode, our prayer is that we can be a blessing to you in your grief journey.